Well, good morning. It's uh, Monday, October 11th, 2021. Monday, October 11th, 2021. Uh, Today, Columbus Day, or if you wish, Indigenous People Day. But if you want to celebrate Columbus Day, why not go out and rape and pillage somewhere? That would be a good way to celebrate it. Or maybe do some uh, trafficking of children. Or uh, trafficking of women. That would be very Columbus-like. Or maybe um, start a corporation and um, be a traitor to your own region. That would be very Columbus-like. Anyway, uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, Tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast, those four words exactly. And also right at the top of the search. Uh, I truly appreciate you. Uh, if you can, bring someone with you uh, today or tomorrow um, and uh, tweet to me. Questions or insights or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. Hmm, what should I start with? I have to start with Facebook and in- Instagram this morning. You know, um, in the aftermath of that damning testimony that its platforms harm children and... Uh, There's a rise in suicidal thoughts among other physical and mental maladies that could arise uh, out of the use of their products. Facebook suddenly wants to be your friend. Um, Facebook will be introducing several features, including prompting teams to break using its photo sharing app Instagram and nudging teens if they are repeatedly uh, looking at the same content that's not conducive to their well-being. Uh, Facebook is also planning to introduce new controls for adults of teens on an optional basis so that parents and guardians can supervise what their teens are doing online. These initiatives come after Facebook announcing last month that it was pausing work on its Instagram for Kids project that could be nothing but horrible to uh, forming minds and and, uh, children with already having uh, uh, problems with their body image. You may see this as proactive and a good response, but let's put our critical thinking hat on. Let's really think about it. It takes months, if not years, to develop a program that fixes the problems at Facebook and, uh, develop develop the actual programming to do it. So what does that tell you? That tells you that creepy Mark Zuckerberg and everyone at Facebook knew about the damaging effects of its platform for months, if not years, and had already made the fixes. Worse, that they knew these fixes could help and chose not to use them because they knew it could hurt their bottom line. Think about it. These things took a couple of days to come out with. You think they didn't already have them? Really? The new controls were outlined on Sunday by uh, uh, Nick Clegg, Facebook's vice president for global affairs, who made the rounds on various Sunday uh, news shows, including CNN's State of the Union and uh, This Week with George Stepanopoulos on ABC. 
where he was grilled about Facebook's use of algorithms, as, as well as its role in spreading harmful misinformation about the January 6th Capitol riots, the insurrection. Uh, by the way, if you're curious, a very uh, uh, a largely looked at article over the weekend, Wired has an article on how to permanently delete your Facebook account, because that is difficult. <laughs> now that I have your attention, let's try and fix the world. Uh, moving on, Biden on Friday ordered federal records keepers to allow uh, the House committee investigating the January 6th insurrection to access uh, a cache of Trump's White House documents denying an attempt by Trump to shield the information through executive privilege. As we've said before, executive privilege is for the current executive, not former executives. Press Secretary Jen uh, Psaki said Friday, as part of this process, the president has determined an assertion of executive privilege is not warranted for the first set of documents from the Trump White House that have been provided to the U.S., uh, to us by the uh, nat- uh, National Archives. Uh, White House counsel Dana Remus, in a letter to the National Archives, said President Biden has determined that an assertion of executive privilege is not in the best interest of the U.S. and therefore is not justified as to any of the documents. Remus added, the constitutional protections of executive privilege should not be used to shield from Congress or the public information that reflects a clear and apparent effort to subvert the Constitution itself. These are unique and extraordinary circumstances, uh, wrote Remus. Uh, Congress is examining an assault on our Constitution and democratic institutions provoked and fanned by those sworn to protect them, and the conduct under investigation extends far beyond typical deliberations concerning the proper discharge of the president's constitutional responsibilities. Biden's decision to block Trump's attempt to withhold documents from congressional investigators sets up a legal battle that could ultimately end up at the Supreme Court, the right-wing Supreme Court, and they would have to side on the side of, of, uh, uh, of Biden. Otherwise, it's going to be seen as obvious partisanship. Uh, Pisaki said that this is just the first set of documents and we will uh, evaluate claims of privilege on a case-by-case basis. Uh, but the president has also been clear. He believes it is uh, it to be the utmost importance for both Congress and the American people to have a complete understanding of the events of that day to prevent them from happening again. And that may be more important than first thought. And I'll tell you why. The attempt to replace acting attorney general Jeffrey Rosen with uh, Jeffrey Clark uh, by Trump was an insidious plan to overturn the election. But what what would be worse than Trump trying that? What about the possibility that a shadow government was pushing it so that in the future they could take over the country? Senator Sheldon Whitehouse, a member of the Senate Judiciary Committee, appeared on NBC News's uh, Meet the Press to discuss the interim report released last week by the panel on the Department of Justice pressure campaign. White House said 
The question of who actually masterminded the uh, Department of Justice scheme remains unclear, and he pondered how it was funded. What we don't know is who was really behind this, according to White House. Uh, the text of the transcript and the body English of the witness, uh, the witnesses suggest that they had very little regard for this character, Jeffrey Clark, who was nominally going to be the new attorney general. They doubted his qualifications to even have that role. So it's, pos- it, it's a possibility, I suppose, that he saw this moment and grabbed it, but it's an equal, real possibility that he was a cog in a much larger machine, and we've got to work to do a lot of work to do to figure out how that machine ran through this period, who was behind it, where the money came from, and what's been going on, as Marvin Gaye said. Um, yeah, uh, wouldn't it be ni- uh, wouldn't it be nice to know if indeed Trump was behind this? I mean, like Amy Coney Barrett, Trump isn't the one. That decided on Amy Coney Barrett for chief just uh, for for uh, justice on the Supreme Court. It was Mitch McConnell who decided that. So who's behind this Jeffrey Clark thing? Who was the true person behind it? Who was it that told Trump that we have to get Jeffrey Clark in here? Moving on, Texas has flipped again. On its abortion ban, the chilling effect of uncertainty uh, uncertainty had already stopped abortions from happening in the brief time that they were allowed. Uh, Chilling effect. It's a term. It's a legal term. You should look it up. A ruling by the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals reinstated the near total ban on abortion in Texas just days after a separate federal court had placed the state's law on hold pending final judicial review, most likely by the U.S. Supreme Court. The Friday night decision by the Fifth Circuit Court, packed with judges appointed by Trump, by the way, uh, and known as the nation's most far-right-wing appellate court, arrived two days after U.S. District uh, Judge Robert Pittman of Austin issued a 113-page ruling which granted the U.S. uh, Justice Department's request for an injunction to halt the law known as SB-8 which prevents providers from offering abortion care to women after just six weeks of pregnancy. Six weeks. Most women don't even know that they're pregnant. The the size of the blastocyst, the little pile of cells, is about the size of a rice grain at that point. Maybe the size of a pomegranate seed. Maybe, Maybe like a pumpkin seed. No, smaller than that. Smaller than a pumpkin seed. This is insane. Nancy Northrup, president and CEO of uh, the Center for Reproductive Rights, responded with outrage, rightly so. Uh, She said, the Supreme Court needs to step in and stop this madness. Uh, It's unconscionable that the Fifth Circuit stayed such a well-reasoned decision that allowed constitutionally protected services to return to Texas. And as I said, only two days. A few abortions happened, but there wasn't enough time to really to start up. Moving on. Facebook woes are not ending with damaging your child. 
uh, Human Human Rights Watch, uh, HRW, uh, said Friday, Facebook removed and suppressed content about apparent war crimes and uh, that Israel's apartheid regime committed in May during that uh, assault on Palestinians. As Israeli forces illegally banished Palestinians from their homes throughout the occupied territories, attacked Islamic places of worship, brutally repressed demonstrators, and bombed civilian infrastructure in the in Gaza Strip, many people turned to social media to document, raise awareness, and condemn the latest cycle of abuses Human Rights Watch uh, had noted. Instagram which is owned by Facebook, removed posts, including reposts of content from mainstream news organizations. In one instance, Instagram removed a screenshot of headlines and photos from three New York Times opinion articles for which the Instagram user added commentary that urged Palestinians to never concede their rights. The post did not transform the material in any way that could reasonably be construed as incitement to violence or hatred. In another instance, Instagram removed a photograph of a building with a caption that read, this is a photo of my family's building before it was struck by Israel, Israeli missiles on Saturday, May 15th, 2021. We have three apartments in this building. The company also removed the posting of a political cartoon whose message was that Palestinians are oppressed and not fighting a religious war with Israel. Along with other groups, HRW, Human Rights Watch, also objected to the fact that in addition to removing content based on its own policies, Facebook often does so at the behest of governments. The Israeli cyber unit based within the state attorney's office um, flags and submits requests to social media companies to voluntarily remove content instead of going through the legal process of filing a court order based on Israeli criminal law to take down online content. The, the, the cyber unit makes appeals directly to platforms based on their own terms of service. A 2018 report by Israelis, uh, Israel State Attorney uh, Offices notes an extremely high compliance rate with those voluntary requests. 90 per, 90% up across all platforms are willing to remove such content. Uh, Human, Right Watch, Human Rights Watch said, uh, acceding to Israeli governmental request raises concern since Israeli authorities criminalize political activity in the West Bank using draconian laws to restrict peaceful speech and to ban more than 430 organizations, including all the major Palestinian political movements, as Human Rights Watch has documented. These sweeping restrictions on civil rights are part of the Israeli government's crimes against humanity of apartheid and persecution against millions of Palestinians. I truly, truly believe that we need to go back to the uh, 1968 lines and give back a lot of property to Palestinians. And for those of you who argue that Palestinian has never been a state because they've never had their own money, that's actually a lie. You can go on Google and Google their uh, a Palestinian note. Moving on. 
The Justice Department said Sunday a Navy nuclear engineer with access to military secrets has been charged with trying to pass information about the design of American nuclear-powered submarines to someone he thought was a representative of a foreign government, but who turned out to be undercover FBI. Uh, in a criminal complaint detailing espionage-related charges against Jonathan Toby, the government said he sold information for nearly the past year to contact to a contact he believed represented a foreign power. The country was not named in the court documents. Yeah, Russia, China, one or the other, you think? Probably, probably, I'm going to say, I'm going to say China in this case. Probably China. Uh, but I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. Nothing has come out yet. Um, uh, Toby, I, I guess it's pronounced Toby, T-O-E-B-B-E, uh, uh, was arrested in West Virginia on Saturday along with his 45-year-old wife, Diana, after he placed a removable memory card at a prearranged dead drop in Jefferson County, and that's according to the Justice Department. And apparently there had been several drops throughout the year uh, that they were all involved in, and uh, about $70,000 worth of uh, money, maybe more, um, uh, had, had been passed on to him. Uh, the FBI says the scheme began in April 2020 when Jonathan Toby sent a package of Navy documents to a foreign government and said he was interested in selling operation manuals, performance reports, and other sensitive information. Uh, Jonathan Toby has worked for the U.S. government since 2012, holding a top-secret security clearance and specializing in naval nuclear propulsion, according to the FBI. He uh, has also been assigned to a laboratory in Pittsburgh area that official says uh, works on nuclear power for the U.S. Navy. Moving on, the United Nations Human Rights Council on Thursday voted against continuing a U.N.-backed probe into possible war crimes in Yemen. Amnesty International said the outcome followed pressure by Saudi Arabia and other coalition partners. Of course, you can count the U.S. as one of those wanting to protect the Saudis, as they always do. Even though they are not a member, they exerted pressure. The U.S. Uh, the International Service for Human Rights says states that voted no or abstained on the resolution to ensure continued international monitoring of human rights crisis in Yemen... They support impunity for war crimes and crimes against humanity and voted against the rights, dignity, and the future of the Yemeni people. Whenever I say Yemeni, I always think about that uh, episode where Chandler had to go fly to Yemen so he could break up with that crazy girl. Can't remember her name. The resolution would have renewed the mandate of the group of uh, eminent experts, uh, GEE, on Yemen and a group established by the UN Council in 2017, which has since documented unceasing suffering by Yemenis and numerous abuses by all parties to the conflict, including the Saudi-led coalition. Findings the kingdom has rejected. I, let's just get this out of the way. The Saudi kingdom rejects everything that they do that's illegal. And they do a lot of illegal stuff, including uh, summary execution uh, around the world. They kill people around the world. The re renewal was narrowly defeated 21, on a 21-18 to 18 vote. Uh, there were seven 
abstentions. According to Reuters, it was the first time a resolution before the body was defeated. Remember when uh, Republicans insisted the only reason there were staffing issues across the country was because people were getting this uh, unemployment, the the, uh, PUI and uh, the other stuff. Republican lawmakers argued, and uh, many of their uh, Democratic counterparts accepted, that slashing federal jobless aid would lead to robust growth and unemployment. Hmm... Data released Friday shows that while 8 million people were booted from expanded unemployment insurance programs last month, employers added just 194,000 jobs, the weakest monthly increase this year. According to the right-wing theory, the pandemic unemployment insurance, PUA, I said PUI, didn't I? PUA and pandemic emergency unemployment compensation, Benefits introduced in the early stages of the coronavirus crisis were keeping people from taking jobs. So removing a key source of income from the millions of people would force them to return to the labor markets in droves. I guess now we know that people want to make a fair wage, not minimum wage. Maybe if the companies decided to pay a little bit more money, it would be worth it for them to return to work. Moving on. Is there no joy for Louis DeJoy? <laughs> 20 state attorneys generals uh, uh, on Friday filed a joint complaint in an effort to block changes in the U.S. Postal Service enacted last week by Postmaster General Louis DeJoy and which critics warn are an overt effort to cripple the post office from within by slowing delivery times while also increasing the cost to consumers. <clears throat> And of course, this is what corporations want all along. Uh, the official complaint filed by the uh, 20 attorney generals is directed at the Postal Regulatory Commission, the PRC, which is charged with providing independent oversight of the USPS, but which the suit alleges betrayed its mandate by allowing the controversial plan put forth by DeJoy to move into implementation on October 1st without proper review. According to a statement from the office of the Washington State Attorney General, Bob Ferguson, the complaint details DeJoy's failure to follow federal law in making harmful postal service changes. Ferguson asserts these major postal service changes, which range from eliminating workers' hours, slowing delivery of first-class mail and removing equipment, threaten the timely delivery of mail to millions of Americans who rely on the Postal Service for delivery of everything from medical prescriptions to ballots. In addition to Washington, the complaint was backed by the Attorneys General of Pennsylvania, North Carolina, New York, California, Connecticut, Delaware, District of Columbia, Illinois, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota, Nevada, New Jersey, New Mexico, Oregon, Virginia, and Rhode Island. Mostly Democratic states. Uh, the, the Attorney General suit comes amid a relentless barrage of criticism, criticism aimed at DeJoy and demands for his ouster, as we have been demanding for quite some time, you and I, haven't we? As well 
ire aimed at the Postal Service Board of Governors for putting forth a plan that ex experts uh, on, on the USPS uh, say is paving the pathway for the beloved agency's demise, which is what corporations want. We've discussed this. We've talked about this. We know what corporations do. They cause the problems, and then they go in and they charge the government to fix them. That's what they do. That's what they've always do. That's how they profit. They create the market. Uh, yeah, this is corporate powers trying to kill a government agency so they can take over and profit at the people's expense. Fascism. Plain and simple. Uh, in response to the complaint, the USPS claiming uh, claimed the filing has no legal or factual merit and said the Postal Service intends to move to dismiss it pursuant to the rules of the PRC process. Uh, you know, Biden's going to have to step in here. He's going to have to get rid of somebody over at the board of, uh, of uh, the board over at the USPS because these people are not firing DeJoy. They should have fired him months ago. Anyway. That's it. Monday. <laughs> Monday, October 11th, 2021. Uh, thanks so much for listening. I truly appreciate you. It's, it's very nice of you to come here. Uh, PVTV. Not too bad. 20, uh, under 26 minutes. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, I'll show up right at the top of the search. I truly appreciate you, like I said. Uh, bring someone with you today or tomorrow and tweet to me. Questions, insights, or fights at Cyberclops. C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. Man, I appreciate you. I, I work for like four hours every day doing this. Uh, and remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget it. I'm Peter Lawrence reporting from Los Angeles. <laughs>